All right, good evening, everybody. This is O4 Talk. We back in the building. You know what I'm saying? I have a very special guest in the building, man. Dude been riding with me since the show damn it started. I mean, of course he got he got this uh he got the hoodie on, so we'll get to that later. But I just wanna just talk about, you know, how much of a um inspiration that this guy is, especially in the rap scene, as far as like in the studio and also performing, you know what I'm saying, but all around, you know, all around Texas, all around the coast, you know what I'm saying, the shirt that I have on right now, you know what I'm saying, the merch, the mask, the shirts, everything that he has in line, man, one of the best lyricists out, you know what I'm saying, in the DFW area, don't give, don't give me that face, you're not going to do that, yes, I said that, but, um, yes, he's a celebrity, y'all, and I was playing that, you know what I'm saying, after his introduction, but, this is, you know, the the one and only star music, man. Sir, how's it going? Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me, B. And this, oh man, this so, whole thing, this whole thing. <laughs> hey, man, look, dude. <laughs> oh man, you know what? I had a feeling you was gonna do this shit too. I was like, is it gonna be one or two things? Either gonna represent Star Nation or he gonna represent the Lakers. It's gonna be one or two. So I was correct on at least one of them, but um. Speaking of celebrities, somebody just had a, a run-in with TNT, and, you know, just tell us, like, how that whole experience was, and how did that contact you, and how did everything go down? You know, really, man, I was contacted on Twitter from the TMZ account. Um, I got a message, and they were like, hey, you know, um, how would you feel about being on the show? We'll, uh, we'll run down a few topics by you on the spot. And you just give your opinion on them, you know, um, and then it'll be on the show. And I was like, sure, why not? You know, and and, and that morning, that was like a Thursday. And then like that Tuesday morning, you know, sure enough, they Skype called me. We sat in and they talked about some topics. Uh, I gave them a few of my critiques, my opinions, what I thought. And, uh, man, I actually went home around 3 o'clock that day. That was like 1030 that morning. I went home around three o'clock that day, flipped the TV on for a minute and it was TMZ. And sure enough, I realized I was like, man, he got the same shirt on as when we was just talking. So sure enough, it showed. I thought it was cool. Man, that's what's up, man. Like, how do you even feel like just getting that experience just to be on TV and then just have your opinion and then speak about, you know, Kobe Bryant and the whole situation and again? Man, it's, you know, for that experience itself was really cool. I mean, I try not to look at it as it's bigger than what it is because um, it was really cool. Don't get me wrong. Um, and I'm actually supposed to do it again, but I try to keep those opportunities level, you know, to not, you know, try to let them get the best of me or go to my head, you know, because, you know, they're few and far between. But as far as the Kobe situation, I'm actually glad that they used that, man. Out of all the other topics, I mean, that one's the, probably the most personal to me. So I'm glad that they, they used that one. All right, we're gonna get to Kobe and your Lakers, you know, a little bit later. But um, I want to uh discuss this as far as like I want to get right into music and performances and the way you perform. You know, start music and <laughs> the last time that okay, this is one thing that I am glad about. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you not blurt out like any like record label or anything like that with a funny ass name. That's one thing I'm, I'm very happy about. And so, you being a nation, please leave it at that. Oof. 
A lot of trial and error, man. A lot of trial and error. But uh, I wanted to bring the story up with me. So uh, it was the uh, the currency concert. We had the Gas Monkey Live. And, um, you know, of course, you, you opened up the currency and, you know, you was performing. Then, you know, C Stories, Rest in Peace. You know, you were performing right there, Rhythm. Yeah. And um, <laughs> through everything, I think after y'all performance was over, like, people were just, just yelling out stuff. And I'm like, you know, I don't mind that. But me being goofy and everybody else that's around me being goofy as hell, somebody yells out, hey, shout out to Lemon Lime Breakers, we're up there. Hold on. Hold on, Daddy. And it gets worse. He had a shirt with Lemon Lime Records on it and a lemon on the back. Lemon Lime. Lemon Lime Records. So you know, so you know me want to do research and development. I'm looking this shit up. Those are those sounds, and I'm like, saying, hey, man, please, he, uh, he's right here. He's right here by us, bro. This shit out. I really wish you could be like that. shit was really that, and also the fact that that's the first time I ever seen the jersey that counted all the way to number ten on the back of the jersey and had a ten on the back of the jersey. Like one, two, three, four, five. Oh wow! Yes. I'm gonna find that picture. I'm gonna send that. I'm gonna send that to you. Cause you be like, man, hell, no. I'm gonna send that picture also as well. But um, I want to get back to you performing and throughout the years and everything I've been seeing you do, even in person with you. I love your energy, your flow. I love everything about you performing. Just even with the likes of you being able to open up for, I mean, like T Pain, this is hustle for five nine. And uh, also currency, also as well. Uh, just, just give me your thought process of just performing with those guys, and what type of advice and what kind of in, insight did they, did he give you every time you open up for them? You know, I look, I look at those opportunities as something that I can maximize on. Obviously, um, the the reach, the, the the people, being in front of the people is the most important thing because, you know, obviously the music is all, it's subjective. Like you're gonna have your opinions, either you're gonna like it or you're not. Um, but as long as, you know, I believe in what I'm saying, you know, when we get on stage, I'm confident enough to where I know I feel good, where I feel confident about it. Um, those opportunities will take care of themselves, you know, and, and speaking to like something like the currency situation, being on stage with currency so many times, it was almost expected when he came to Dallas, it was almost expected that when he was on stage, I was going to open for him or I was going to be there. And, and, and anytime that it wasn't, or the the lineup was announced and I wasn't on it, it was almost like people were tweeting and speaking up and saying like, nah, Star needs to be on it. You know, so plenty of times, the people spoke my way into more opportunities because of something they were used to. Um, a couple of the artists that I got a chance to be around, obviously Nipsey, Nipsey was somebody who was a favorite of mine before I met him. You know, um, I think I opened up for him in February one year, and then at South by Southwest, we got a chance to meet uh, at, at um, Sway in the Morning. You know, and that was, I didn't get a chance to talk to him at the show, so talking to him there, he just showed nothing but love. He was just so so kind and gracious, you know, and then I seen him another time in Dallas. Um, other than opening up the shows for him, man, he was just so genuine every time, you know. But the probably the, and I'll, I'll say this and I'll leave it there, T-Pain was an asshole. 
He was. That was a really bad experience. Even though the show itself was perfect, I mean, I think uh-huh. I probably, I probably went up another five, six hundred followers that night. But just T Pain himself, he was an asshole, man. And I just, I thought to myself, wow, you know. Um, Out of all people I've seen in person before, and the way they carry themselves outside the show and outside the stage, T Pain really? Yeah, he really was, man. Um, and so I just kind of, eh, you know, I kind of left that where it was, you know. Um, but probably the artist that I've connected with the most uh, is probably Royce, Royce the Five Nine. He and I have now have a personal relationship, friendship, you know. Um, just, man, it's crazy, you know, the, the degrees of separation to someone like Eminem, you know what I mean? It's like now, you know, being like personal with somebody like Royce, who's right next to him. And, and Royce is in my top five, um, even before I got a chance to meet him. And so now that I do know him, I think the first time we met, I met DJ Premier at the same time because it was the prom show, you know, and, and I and I asked him about, you know, being on stage, being a lyricist, like actually rapping your words. You know, I asked him, how does he handle it? Because, you know, he does 20, 30, 40 minute sets. You know, we had a conversation about that first. You know, that was the first conversation he and I had. And it just built from there, you know, into where. The same thing. Every time he's in Dallas, he's not here if I'm not there, you know. Um, and, you know, even then, like there were times where, you know, I think like one of my cousins went to a meet and greet at like a like a Metro PCS location. And, uh, you know, I remember he was just like, hey, man, you know, like my cousin, my cousin's opening the show for you tonight. And he was like, who started? He was like, yeah, he's like, man, it's my guy. I love that guy. You know, like that's what he told my cousin, you know. And so things like that just it's just opportunities you try to maximize on, but that one in particular is the most to me, the most to me, because, you know, we're now personal. Like, you know, like he, like he follows me on Instagram. Like he likes the pictures when I post my daughter, you know what I mean? Like he'll comment on a story or something. So it's just, it's, it's cool. It's really cool. I like the fact that you saying verse of five, nine, I already was eight years top five. Even before you started like opening it up for him, I think that that means like he that's a huge deal to me. Also for the fact that I think he's vastly underrated. Love that guy, really love him a whole lot, man. And um, sometimes when I do hear Eminem, well, not now. I don't want to speak about how Eminem is now, but that uh, bad that bad news East album, like I love that album so much, and I'm telling you. Some of them rhymes, I'm pretty sure they were vocal because I can just tell from the way his delivery and his leader was coming out. Like, hey, man, it kind of sounds like Royce White, sir. So, that's why you just saying you have a personal relationship with one of the most underrated rappers that I have ever heard. One of my favorite ones, man, I think that's real big. That's really Speak cool. of top five, including Roy, who is in your top five? Um, I'd go, I'd go um, Jay-Z. Jay-Z's my number one. Um... Second, I would say Scarface. Um, third, I would go Kendrick Lamar. Um, fourth, I would go Big. And fifth, I would say Royce. Um, you know, and and so somebody like somebody like Kendrick, who's still so new, even though he's been maybe ten years that we've known of him. You know, he hadn't missed. He hadn't missed, and you know every every project that he's released is flawless. You know, and he's on pace. You know, rap wise, lyricist wise, artist wise, he's on pace 
to be, you know, at the end, if he sustains a 20 year run, like, like Jay, he'll, he'll be in that conversation. You know, Jay, you know, a lot of, a lot of times people speak on, you know, Oh, I don't think he's the goat. Well, I, I know he is because he's been consistently at the top longer than anyone we've ever seen, you know, and you can credit that to Pac and Big passing away, you know, and Jay kind of holding the torch from New York moving forward. Well, you know, this is, everything happens for a reason. It was meant for Jay to fall in place the way he did. Um, and consistently since nine, six, since reasonable doubt, he's been a top tier artist longer than anyone else we've ever seen. I like that. Matter of fact, let's stay on there for a second because I'm real big. I, like, I have an attendance theory as far as, like, releasing albums, staying consistent. Of course, you got to deal with the era of music changing time through time. Mm-hmm. That is one rapper that I know that has stayed consistent with everything changing. There's been a lot of artists that I have liked before that's in my top five. Of course, you get they get that slump, writer's block, or whatever, but Jay has been consistent doing through as far as like releasing music and things like that. There's some albums that I'm like, uh, but at the same time, I like the fact that he's still working. He knows how to adjust. He knows how to put out good music. To me, Jay, Jay, is, Jay is up there. And I'm glad that you brought a reasonable doubt because I jammed the album consistently still out of everything else that he has uh, brought out. No disrespect to everything else that he has in his catalog. Huh. That album, for some reason, like hits me hard. And you mentioned uh, Pocky, you mentioned it big. They are, you know, in everybody's top five, top top rappers in history. I just feel like to me that you you get a much bigger stage when you pass away, and I kind of hate that. Mm-hmm. There was already on the verge of being the greatest, but at the same time, it's like. You get these albums with like so many filler songs and double albums. You can just put out and things like that. But I love I love the fact that like Pop and Big Lil Song. To me, in my opinion, I like Big more than Pop. No disrespect to Pop at all because I thought he he was the most charismatic. He was the most charismatic mm-hmm. music movie. Like he he stayed in front of the camera. Big was a way better lyricist to me than Pop was. But Pop was so much like militant. You know what I'm saying? So much about the people, so much about that. Big was not like that at all. Right. But Big, raw talent and lyricism, man, just just killed it. And, and so the fact that Jay dealt with Big and dealt with Pac and all the way down the line, everybody else, every single year, putting out great hits and great classical music, I got him in my top as well, man. So I just wanted to speak about Jay for a second because he brought it up because he's, he's like, he's it. He's, top, he's in my top guy. And speaking of that, and the top five artists, give me a dream collaboration song with artists that you really want to do a collaboration with. And is there a song that you, that you already had out with one of those artists or any artists that you wish jumped on your uh, jumped on your song? Um, I think probably my dream collaboration would probably have to be. I would I would want a Jay Z verse. I would want a Jay Z verse, and I would want a John Legend chorus. Mm. You know, um, because that sets the stage for for where I feel like I'm my best at. You know, which is like almost like uh, being aggressive in terms of uh, telling a story. 
or telling, you know, a real life situation. And I, I feel like I'm probably my best there. And so I think that'll probably be my dream collaboration. And then it will, you know, uh, I'd be a little competitive because, you know, once I, once I knew where Jay was going, you know, I'd be like, God, you know, I gotta, I gotta step it up, you know? Um, you know, and as far as, you know, the other question, I think, um, you know, I, I can't say, I can't say as far as any other records that I think, um, you know, um, there's a song I got called Get Out Your Feelings. It's a really, really good performance record. Um, I would have loved to have Nipsey on it, you know, just because it, it's like a Cali sound. And, you know, and then there's a song that I have that's uh, that's coming up, um, which I don't have him on it. Uh, but I wish I had Royce on it. That's love, Royce. Love, Nip. You know what? <laughs> I'm glad that you brought up your music and your songs because, now don't get mad at me about this, but I have my top five star music songs. Oh. Okay. So, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, this, is, this ain't in no order, though. This ain't in no order. So, first off, Sound the same is it, it, on there. I love sound the same. I love no chill. Okay. Y'all know how I feel about four day fourteen because I tell you about that shit every single time, all the time. Eight slipping days, and mm -hmm. I'm and I'm in cases a little flip with with you know that was kind of like the last three song that you had. Those are my favorite songs from you. Also, okay. all permission. I love, I love JFK. You know, see Shrugs. I love that song also as well. But I want to just say that. This is how much that I do pay attention to you and your music and how much I listen to you because I feel like like lyricism, the, the way you pay attention to everything, the details and in your songs, I like the fact that you do not just you know kind of keep up with the Joneses and like that. So I do want to say like, hey, that's my favorite this is my favorite song from you. And yes, I do have a top five. And you are in that top five also as well. Thank you, thank you. But um I want to give you something that you posted earlier about, uh, you know, you, you sell a car and stuff like that. And you posted a picture of, you know, you had a little face on there and how, you know, they they bring your credit and the face that you make, you, know, you pay the credit check or nothing like that. So I know you deal with a lot when it comes to like selling whips, mm -hmm. you know, especially for today's bins. Like, give me like one of the most outrageous stories that you had up there at the dealership. Um, okay. So, you know, some years back, this is when I was selling Chevys and Dodges. Um, there was a, um, there's, there's companies, there's third party companies that come in and they'll say, Hey, we'll blast out a hundred thousand flyers. We'll put out a hundred thousand flyers into, um, these zip codes in your area. Right. And they say, we'll come in, we'll bring a team in. And for this week or this two weeks, we'll, we'll merge, we'll immerse with your team. And uh, we'll, we'll have a sale. We'll have a sale. So for anybody that's ever got that flyer in the mail that had a coin on it that says you want $100,000 or a key that says come to the dealership and get your new car, these are those companies, right? Um, and so when you, so the, the return on that investment is 1%. 1% of 100,000, that's that's 1,000 people, you know? And just think if they can sell 1% of, of that thousand, you know? And so... 
you know, it, it just it it just depends on you know basically how many people you can get in the door, and, and a lot of people are going to come in the door, and they're, all, they're only going to want their their uh, their gift card or their their free coin or whatever it is that you're offering. Well, anyway, um, there was a guy at the dealership that worked with us, and he had a background in telemarketing, so he was good on the phone. He would sit there all day long. He would just answer the phone. He'd be real quick on the phone. Well, he was he was a recovering drug addict. Mm. He was a recovering drug addict and telemarketer. So this is this there's levels to the story. So when that team comes in, well, you know, a lot of those guys, they go city to city, state to state. Um, they're driving, they're living in and out of hotels, um, and they're living fast paced. So you would assume they're on drugs as well. So one night, um, one day on the showroom floor is a showroom full of people. There had to been there had to been a hundred people on the showroom floor. And uh, that guy, along with one of the guys from the other team, they kind of had some words. Um, well, obviously, everybody broke up and they sent them home. Later that night, um, they all went to the hotel to have a to have a party, to my knowledge. I wasn't there. You know, I'm sound like Michael Jordan on the last dance. Like, I wasn't there. They was doing this. I wasn't there. But uh, so the next morning, next morning, we come in to work. You know, we all had to be there at 8 a.m. And so everybody's just kind of quiet. What's well, a Saturday? Saturday is the most booming day of the, of the week, so you got to be energized. You know, you got to have your your coffee, your Red Bull, whatever it is. You got to come into work ready because people are gonna be there ready. Your Red Bull, uh-huh. your Red Bull, yeah, your Red Bull, yes, yeah, yeah every day. <laughs> um, and so, so basically, everybody comes in and, and a lot of everybody's quiet. Everybody's not really saying anything, and we didn't understand why, um, until until our coworker got there. Our coworker got there. Well, come to find out, the night before, they had a party at the hotel and they got into it over some drugs and they got in each other's face. And the guy from the other team bit my coworker's nose off. He bit his nose off. Yeah. What? He, yeah, he came and he just pulled Michael Jackson the next day. Yo. He bit his nose off. He had to come into work like that. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out. Oh, let me tell me you that aggravated instead of throwing hands or any kind of punches you gotta bite somebody's nose bro like yeah. oh my yeah okay and i and go he had like that huh he had to come to work like that he came to work like that obviously they didn't let him stay but he was there he ain't like putting it over his nose or none of that shit. I mean, it's just, it didn't really do justice. Like, what can you put over a broken, like a no nose? Like, what can you put over a face with no nose? You know what I mean? Like a gauze, like a gauze pad? Yeah, that shit didn't work. Oh, I mean, well, I would say a man, but obviously you probably won't say about that, but damn, bro. Right. Okay. So, one other quick story. Um, It was around Thanksgiving time. And everybody was at the dealership. You know, at the dealership, they they feed you um, holidays. They feed you on holidays. They feed you full spreads. You know, and so the week of Thanksgiving, we all had a like a luncheon, a Thanksgiving luncheon. You know, come in and um, you know everybody's got the families. My daughter was my daughter. My daughter was maybe like two or three months old at the time. Mm, let's see, she was born in August, so Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, she was a couple months old. This is that year. Um, and the finance guy, finance guy had took a truck the weekend before, and uh, he had went and committed robbery. He went and robbed somebody's house, robbed a bunch of guns and stuff, uh, robbed a bunch of stuff out of it. What well, an idiot was in the he was in the company truck, so obviously they ran the plates and seen who it was who it was. 
and they drew down on the whole dealership, like the cops. Like, like it was like 15 of them. They drew down on the dealership. Everybody had their families in there. And they drew down on that guy in front of everybody. Why would you even think in your right mind you could just put robbery in a truck at a dealership? Stupid. People are stupid, man. man. People are real stupid. Come on, man. Yeah. That's like that's 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 some wild shit, bro. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not saying so do that, or I'm not I'm not saying just being fooled by that, but you gotta you gotta like you gotta think about these these solutions, man. You gotta think about that. People don't think, but, man. People are greedy. They don't think. Very greedy. Very greedy. Mm-hmm. Okay, we just had <laughs> Randy versus Monica on the verses. Mm-hmm. And you know that had like one point million, you know, million uh, streams on Instagram and things of that nature. Which, as far as like the whole thing goes, honestly, I don't think they was. I don't think they should have had it because I already know they both don't like each other. Brandon was right. trying too hard to try to be friends with Monica. Monica ain't like that. Monica was right. trying so best. I think Monica just want to come there, do the verses, and fucking leave. That's all. Right. I think that's all you can do. But at the same time, it's like Brandy. She's so free spirited, and, and you know, they had to go lucky. Like you can't force that. I don't know. I don't know who chick like that, man. But also at the same time, I just feel like I just feel like Brandy in the battle. But seeing these versus battles, give me your thoughts on the versus battles and everything that's been set up from them. It was it was better when they were doing Instagram Live. It was better. Um, I don't think that there needs to be like a performance. I think that's weird. Um, I don't think you need to be trying to perform in like a room next to the person that you're kind of competing against. You know what I mean? It's like, a, it's weird. Um, the Instagram thing is perfect, man. As long as people can get their connection right, um, the battles are perfect, man. And that's what we want to see. We want to see it like old school, you know, before corporate takes over. That's how it gets. Before corporate takes over, we like the old school route. Thank you. That's, Thank it's just, you. It's just plain and simple. Thank you for saying that because the only reason why they put them in the room together is because everybody in there was connecting up. The connection. Right. I get it. I also agree with you. But it don't have, I don't want to see y'all getting up and performing these songs. It's fine. I get it. Like you in the mood and you want to perform the songs and stuff. Like the Stupid Deal next one, of course, to me, that was the best one. But also at the same time, I could have did without my performance. Right. I'm fine with that. But yes, the Nelly, I think the Nelly Ludacris battle is what made them push it over to the point where like, hey, we need to get these cats in the same room together. And even though I liked that battle too, even though we had the circumstances of Nelly's internet connection was bad, it was storming after in St. Louis, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get that. But yes, keeping on IG where they was, I feel like that was like, a more real atmosphere than being in because it wasn't just set up like like it's a pay-per-view prize fighting shit. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? You ain't gotta like, hey, you're gonna be here in this building, we're gonna do this, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna do this. Like it like it is a battle, but at the same time it's like, y'all know these these rappers and these these thinkers can't just get together like that. Yeah. Even on yeah, even on the point of like they might not even be speaking to each other or they might have something else going on. Like 
If I got my phone, not your phone, and you do the versus battle, cool. Let's just set this up. Let me make sure my internet is cool. Let me make sure I have time to do all this, and I'm good to go. But as far as like you know, flying them out to a studio and you know sitting them down, you got DJs in the back. So that's why I want to ask these DJs. Now, if I'm doing a versus battle and I got my 20 best songs, solo songs, collaborations, mixes, and things of that nature. To me, I feel like the DJs can kind of have their mind of their own and playing whatever. I don't know if the artists got their own family or something like song list or whatever, cool. But I feel like the DJs is, is kind of too much for me. It's too much for me. So, yeah. yes. I, 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 agree song, man. I agree, man. I agree because, like I said, the essence of the battle is to battle, you know? And so when you have, if it's, if it's me versus you, you know, it's what you're bringing to the table versus I'm, what I'm bringing to the table in that order in which I think my catalog sits versus what you think your catalog sits. Is. That's that's the basis of what's supposed to happen, you know, and whenever they, they go outside of that, it's just, it's not, you know, and if they broke it down into categories and they said, hey, five records, uh, your five and my five are this, my five and your five are collaborations or five, that'd be, that'd be okay. But I mean, still, it still needs to be what I think, where I, where I think my legacy is versus where you think yours is. In that order, totally agree, and that's how it is. Like, there's no rules either. Like, they just playing twenty songs. Like yeah, it, needs said, be, you know. it needs to be, um, you know, it needs to be like, oh, okay, like, dang, you just played that record. Like, man, I remember that joint. That was hot. Like, I remember because when it came out, such and such. But man, what I'm gonna play to combat that? Okay, I got this. That's, that's what it needs to be. Is, that's how that's how the Nelly and the Lucas one was because you know Nelly was playing like personal favorites, new, new singles, and, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. Even Ludo played the troll game and played a track that Nelly was supposed to be on, but it didn't clear. He was on the hook. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? And once and once Nelly played a collab, Ludo trolled him even worse. You know, Ludo got collabs for days. Right. It ain't even worse than Nelly, but yeah, I mean, like, like they bring it out to like, you know, five, 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 like five solo joints, five remixes, five collaborations, you know, five personal joints, but hey, you know what I'm saying? We can't make the rules or nothing like that, but it is what it is. Before we switch over, what's that versus battle that you would like to see? Um, that I would like to see. I would probably want to see. I would probably want to see T.I. and Jeezy. I would want to see T.I. Oh. and Jeezy. I don't want to see T.I. I mean, I don't want to see Jeezy and Gucci. I don't want to see that. They hate each other. Um, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that forced on each other. Um, I don't want to see 50 Cent Ja Rule. You know what I mean? Because it's like for me, 50 so, he's so in Ja Rule's head. Like that would make me uncomfortable to watch. And I'm a 50 guy. So to watch him bully <laughs> Ja Rule on live internet, on 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 you know what i'm saying on lebron james internet i don't want to see 50 cent pick on ja rule like that so but i think i think it was just something somebody who had two great moments somebody like them um yeah like a jeezy ti um you know if you want to go if you want to go r&b um you know let's say i know recently people were talking about um Day twenty six and 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 Pretty Ricky, I think Pretty Ricky would smash them. Yeah, yeah. Day twenty six, 
No, I think maybe, you know, I think maybe like, you know, I don't know, boys to men against somebody who like, I'm, I can't even say, I guess you could maybe say a jagged yeah. edge. You know? Ooh, but, you yeah, know, I think jagged edge will hold it on. That jagged edge was the 112 was trash. Right. The club does not have a catalog that has jagged edge. But yeah, boys and men, like, yeah, you, you really got to find somebody like just, you know, tackle boys and men like that. And yes, I do agree with 50. 50 ain't going to do shit with just bullying trolls. Yeah, that's all he's going to do. And he's going to I mean, he'd win, but I mean, still. Yeah, he like, hey, 50 got a catalog. You know, man, don't give me fuck. Most definitely, he most definitely got some winners. So him battling anybody, he, he most definitely have a chance to win. But uh, um, versus Gucci, I would love that. This this uh, Jeezy versus Gucci man, like that's what pissed me off the worst because it's like they need to really realize what happened between those two, and there is no way in hell these two even finna just walk down the same street or anything that they even talk on the damn phone to try to even like. First of all, they apologize to each other, so we can get that shit out of the way. Right. Second. Even if y'all got representatives that got mutual friends, that, that battle is not going to happen. And right. then now you got to a point where y'all want them in the same studio? No. Let's leave that shit alone. Like, all these, every beef cannot be. Leave that shit alone, please. Because I want what happens for them to be like that happening. Because it will. I don't care if they both lost weight. I don't care if they both came for the better. I don't care if one stopped doing it. No, leave it alone. Not us him. No. Right. Good lord. My bad. That's just kind of struck a nerve. No, no, um, <laughs> give me a top five sports movies. Sports movies? Yes, sir. Butter Rim. Sunset Park. Uh, any given Sunday. Uh, goodness. It's pretty thin after that. So you want to stop at those three? Yeah, I think it gets pretty thin after that. I think anything else I can watch. I mean, I guess I guess you could even, yeah, no, no, I guess, no, that's it. That's it. It gets pretty thin. That's fine. We can stop at those three. Out of those three movies, which one of those movies do you feel like they deserve a sequel or a remake? Um... Probably above the rim. Probably above the rim because I think it speaks to, you know, the way that he was treated, the, the way that the old boy was treated at the time. Um, if you you evolve that to now, you know, think about like um, the city play, what that would look like, what that would look like, would it look like, would it look like AAU, would it look like charter school, would it look like private school, would it look like, would it look like LeBron James, St. Vincent, St. Mary type school? Like, what would it look like? You know, who would who would be the recruits? You know, who would play the birdie? Who would play, you know, who would play uh, Shep? You know, I think that would probably be a better story to redo. Yeah, because it, it is a lot of things. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered, like how far did Kyle Watson make it? Mm-hmm. He did get it. I mean, just seeing my boy Thomas Shepard going on his own, old run, you know, yeah. to get them back in the game and 
You know, like it's a it's a lot of stuff that need to answer, man. So, what? Uh, Girl River is one of my favorite. Yeah, that, that's one of my favorite uh movies. What movies? I have I watch movies today, so I got like everything to host with. But yeah. I'm glad that you said those three. You know what I'm saying? And even Sunset Park just seeing the fact of like, what did they really do with fans at the high school? Because. Mm-hmm. Roll, the road all that was going down, I don't think nothing more was graduated from. Right, right. I, I really don't think so. Maybe busy B, maybe. And see, I can't say he got game because there wasn't a lot of basketball in that movie. It wasn't. You know? I want to really see basketball in these games, and these movies. A lot of people overrate that movie, by the way. That's fair. I get it. A lot of people overrate that movie. And I'm cool with that. It's one of my favorites also as well. But like you said, there's not a lot of basketball in it. You may, you may you see like a little bit of bits and pieces here and there, but most of the basketball was like pretty much like flashy. Mm-hmm. Like I like it. Mm-hmm. So, one of those three movies, man. Matter of fact, Star Music. Mm-hmm. There is a biopic in production. Okay. Who is going to be your after the play you in that biopic. Say it again. Who will be your leading actor to play you in your biopic? Oh man. You know, it would have to be somebody that that is comfortable with being relaxed at all times. Um I don't know, man. I don't know who who the per, who the person would be. I don't. Because the only there ain't there ain't no just no light skinned actors and that's really out there right now. You know what I mean? I can't say I can't say Daniel Daniel Kaluuya he's black as hell. I can't say uh uh what's his old what's his old boy's name uh Idris Idris from uh from Snowfall Snowfall he black. You name a you name a dark dude. Okay, Mike, okay, Michael Ely. What about him? Yeah, well, see, he's way older than me. I, yeah, it'd be like Michael B. Jordan or something. Well, you want young dude, so young like this dude. Gosh, there's just not much to oh, bro. Now, Michael Ely may be the only one. I got to do just because of the face of her off. Yeah, no, nah, you're right. You're a little cut, he good. No. Chris Brown, somebody. There you go. You're, now, you're, oh, man, oh, no. oh, you think he'd be completely off? No. <laughs> I don't. I don't at all. Well, your your character call gonna be tough as hell, bro. And that'd be so messed up. They just bring in like all dark skin dudes and like one light skin dude. Like I will, I will walk out. You know, with not having a big name lead actor, it's gonna be a low budget movie. I can tell you that now. <laughs> we need somebody. No, bro. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, we're not gonna do this, bro. Yeah, this man. movie gonna be in theater. Yeah, it's, not, it's not gonna be a no. This, not going to be a bounce TV movie. Okay, we're going to put it on VH1 or Netflix or something. It got to be in theater. I'm at the do like Dolomite and go hustle, hustle the, the theaters individually. Dolomite used his own bread mm-hmm. and made his own movie studio, bro. Yeah, man. So I got I got Michael Ely. Matter of fact, it's all close there later on for me, bro. I know it got to be white skins. Man, that can just take that might role. Be, uh, it might be Taj Maori, a uh, smart guy. Might be his ass. 
Is he available though? Uh, the Ross boy, Diana Dian Ross son. Evan <laughs> Ross, yeah, Evan Ross. There you go. Somebody, I got some. There you go. <laughs> oh man, I'm laughing because, bro. First of all, why are you out there at the end of the crowd with this big ass car and pack of milk, bro? Like that just show you how young you were, and he just threw it all over the show like that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's, but see, that, that's the action you want, though. Yeah. Everyone else is an option. Yeah, because he's got to back. He's got to bounce back from that. There you go. One way to bounce back by doing your star music biopic. Yeah. Only in theaters, no streaming. Right. Only in theaters, no streaming. Okay. Man. All right. Let's get to, let's get to this city that you have on right now. This whole thing. Your LA Lakers, second round. We're about to play very, very soon. They will be playing the Houston Rockets. Mm -hmm. I appreciate everything y'all did by beating Portland, mm -hmm. which I feel like y'all was not going to have any issues with that. And shout out to all these sports analysts and everybody who's saying Portland's going to get a Lakers problem. Dame is going to do this. Dame is going to do that. Man, look, man, Lakers are the number one team in the East. First off, let's go to the bubble before the playoffs even started because. It felt like to me they they're like, well, the Lakers are losing games and blah blah blah. Look, man, they just picked the number one. Team. So what the hell they got to sit out here and play hard for and waste all this time? They get ready for the playoffs. I gave Portland one game, bro. That was it. One game. That was game one. They only win game one a game two. That was it because I felt like Dane was gonna do unbelievable shit and get that game one. But also at the same time, when you dealing with injuries already. And you're not as athletic as, as the vision that you have. It's good that you got Nurkic, Nurkic and Whiteside, but at the same time, with Lakers bringing that small lineup out, and you got Anthony Davis that's not going to camp out in the paint like everybody else. Those guys got to move around. So mm -hmm. Lakers got they done. You said Lakers in six mm -hmm. against Houston. Mm -hmm. I may say the same thing, honestly. I want to be an asshole and say Lakers in five. Mm -hmm. The only reason why I want to say Lakers in five because the Rockets are too damn small. The starting center is P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker is 6'7". They're really small. That, they're really small. And, you know, that, that is very small. the thing is they just, they're just really annoying. Like, they don't go away. They're not going to go away. I know they're not. Even Lakers can get up 20. They're not going to go away. Um, the difference is, you know, you talk about the Blazers series. The Blazers came in, they were extremely hot. They were extremely hot, but they were also fatigued. I knew the Lakers having that time off wasn't going to benefit them at the time. It was only going to benefit LeBron. You see he came out and he had that 23-16-17 game. Um, LeBron's going to be ready tonight. And and so originally I was going to take the Rockets to win game one. I woke up this morning and my mind was different. I said, nah, this is, was, this is how it's going to go. So Lakers take, Lakers take tonight. But, um, you know, the whole small ball thing, it's it's annoying. It's annoying because imagine trying to guard somebody shorter than you and they're kind of picking around you. You know, um, AD should get his buckets. Um, they're they're going to play them similar to the way they played Portland, in which they're going to trap James Harden at, at half court, make him give the ball up, make them move, make them make a quick decision. Uh, I would, if I were them, I would pull the person to double Harden, the person that's guarding Westbrook. I would force Westbrook to shoot jumpers. Because we all know he can't shoot jumpers, you know what I mean. And even if he does, I'll live with that. I'll live with he makes one or two three pointers. Um, you live with that. Um, 
you don't want to get you don't want Jeff Green to get going. You don't want Robert Covington to get going. Cause they because if they score twenty, if they score twenty, Harden scoring twenty. Westbrook is scoring twenty. Um Daniel House is maybe scoring twenty. Eric Gordon maybe scoring twenty. So it's just like and they're only playing eight guys, so they're gonna be tired. They're gonna be tired. Playoff Rondo is back. Um we're gonna out out rebound them by by a substantial margin. Um it's playoff basketball, man. And, and guys know LeBron, he's just not playing. He is not playing. Um Danny Green needs to wake up a little bit. He's 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 you know, he suffered, he struggled a little bit. Um KCP struggled in that first game since then he's came along. Um Kyle Kuzma stepped up. Um he's been consistent. I wanna see, you know, I wish we had Avery Bradley, but being that we don't have him, um I want I wanna see I wanna see JR on the floor a little more, man, because he's he's a good on ball and wing defender. He is. He hadn't been hitting shots, but he's a defender. He's a good defender. Um they have to get they have to get PJ Tucker in foul trouble. He's their energy guy. They have to get him in foul trouble. Um because if he's in foul trouble, he's on the bench. That's you know, control the pace. Indeed. I'm totally agree with you. Do not get J.R. Smith or do not get Deion Wade if you're not going to play him. Right. I was so disappointed that J.R. was getting in that in that uh, Portland series. Mm-hmm. Y'all, you guys need you guys need offense simply because the fact of you got Caruso having to become a two-way player. You know what I'm saying? And, and that, that takes a lot out of him. Same thing with KCP. He has to beat up a two-way player in that whole Portland series. Mm-hmm. Them chasing around Dame and then chasing around like that coming off those screens. That's all you I can think do. the same thing from him. So that's why I like the fact that y'all did pick up, you know what I'm saying, Dion Waiters and also J.R. Smith because since Caruso and KCP and also Kuzma, since their assignments are mostly going to be on defense going against the Rockets and, you know, going against the Western Conference Finals and Tuesday Finals, you need that offense. Because you see what happened in game one, Russo and KCP couldn't hit a damn thing. Right. And so you need those guys off the bench. You need the offense. That's the reason why you have them. I expect to see both of them playing so much more in this series simply because they have the match three for three with Houston. Yes, they are very annoying. And But also at the same time, when it comes to first moments, they get great for it. Not only just for Harden, not only just for Westbrook, it's more of their coach Mike D'Antoni because to me, I still feel like he can he's just one of those coaches that's not good defensively or really not good at adjustments. He's gonna live and die by the three, even though you'll miss twenty, thirty threes in a row. And so now to the point where you gotta have Harden and you gotta have Richard to play hero ball, but also at the same time, they can't really mess together as well like that because they're both isolated players. Either one of them gonna have the ball or not. Harden's gonna miss three or Russell's gonna turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. You can't have that. I agree with you 100 about making Westbrook shoot the mid-range jumpers. I think that he wouldn't have to go for that because you guys have you got Dwight Howard, you got Anthony Davis. You have a huge athletic foot court that can keep him out the paint because that's where most of where his points are coming from. You know, what I'm saying? from this regular season all the way to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. LeBron in year 17 is amazing. I never have any doubt in him in my mind. He was for the fact of he don't really have to score 30 points to me. It's a, it's a given that he does. It helps. But to me, Anthony Davis is our best player on that on, on that team. He is. 
And I think it's more towards the fact of if Anthony Davis is going and he can't shoot, I love that. I don't want to see him settling for so many threes in mid-range. So if he can go to the paint at will, he's great defensively. And once Anthony Davis gets going, everybody else gets going. LeBron James have truly shown him as being one of the best all-around players in this generation. The best player in this generation, by the way. He still, you know, dude's a willing passer. He always been. Just around himself with guys that can shoot the damn basketball and also play defense and help him with defense. Right. I got the no, I got the Lakers in five games. That okay. may be stressing it. No, I, I, I get it. And, you know, and just when you think about it, it's the idea is to just to beat up on the Rockets quick. You have to get up two games on them quick, you know, mm-hmm. before they can blink and realize that they're in a series um, because they just don't go away. You know, uh, the, trust me, the gravitational pull has already started to set in between James Harden and his playoff game. It's starting to pull. Trust me. You, you, we seen it the other day. You know, okay, yeah, you mm-hmm. blocked the shot. Big deal. Big deal. Anybody else would have pump faked you and took you to the basket. And got in the fact. You know what I mean? Door was a rookie. Rookie mistake. That's 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 literally where the saying comes yeah. from. Rookie mistake. Yeah, that's um yeah. but again, it, it just it doesn't matter. You gotta beat up on them fast. JaVel McGee, get in, get do what you gotta do and get out the game. Caruso don't make mistakes. Playoff Rondo's alive. Um Dwight mm-hmm. Howard can't get in his feelings. Dwight Howard gets emotional, he'll pick up two fouls in ten seconds. Yeah. You know, he will. And so, you know, keep everything to a minimal, man. And I think they just beat up on him quick. Um, I think they win tonight. I think they win tonight. If you're a betting man, take, you know, I think, I think Houston is the favorite tonight. I think. Uh, I can't remember. I, I looked at the, I looked at the spread. Yeah, right. But, um, but, but, you know, it, it don't matter. You know, we, this is playoff basketball. It's something James Harden really don't know much about. Some Russell Westbrook really don't know much about, you mm. know, LeBron James is, is 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 has been given master classes on the playoffs, and Rajon Rondo really has been given master classes on how to play in the playoffs. You know, so it took Houston Rockets seven games to mm-hmm. beat Oklahoma. City. It did. All, all Oklahoma City team that is young. You only got two veterans on the team. It took them seven games to beat Oklahoma. They had no risk. The Lakers would have swept Oklahoma. Oh, of course. Lakers no doubt swept. in my mind. No doubt in my mind. Before the season started, I picked the Lakers to represent the West. Mm-hmm. I picked the Lakers. I picked the Lakers and Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Okay. And much of the Mavericks fan that I am, they're not ready yet. And that's they're okay. not ready yet. That's okay. Get in there. I'm fine. I'm content. It's kind of hard to say that the Mavericks fan. All right. But I'm content. I'm surprised they got this far. I'm surprised they took the game. But when you have a you have an MVP candidate trailer like that, man, like they put the NBA on notice. But I got Lakers and Clippers and Western Conference Finals. I got the Lakers representing the finals. I had Milwaukee come back and representing the East in the finals. They just lost to Miami. They're down 3 0. We just won that game. So my prediction is that it looks like it's gonna be wrong. I think the team to represent the East was the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. I picked, I picked the, um, you know, you can check the tweets. I, I picked Lakers and Celtics. Um, and, you know, the Lakers winning in six. Um, and the reason I picked that is because obviously, you know, Lakers are going to go seven with the Clippers. 
I truly believe that. And it's, it's, it's going to come down to that one game where it's, it's LeBron versus Kawhi. That's what it's going to come down to. The two guys have to do everything because Kawhi had to do everything for the Clippers in that Maverick series. And if Porzingis yes. isn't out, and if Porzingis isn't out, you have a game seven like Oklahoma and, and uh, the Rockets the other day where it comes down to the last play. Um, yeah. Because the Mavericks aren't ready, but they weren't going to quit. Um, the same way Oklahoma wasn't going to quit. And so that's something to look forward to. Now with the other side, I knew Milwaukee wasn't ready. I know they're not ready. I knew Jimmy Bucket. I, 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 you check the tweets. I said this I said this like two months ago. Miami is going to beat Milwaukee when they play in the second round. I said this. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wasn't sure about what Toronto was going to show up. Now, obviously, I see the Toronto that's showing up. They're still going to lose to Boston. But Miami's going to Miami's going to lose to Boston. Uh, Boston's going to make it to the finals, and they're going to lose in six to the Lakers. Now, Jalen, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they're not afraid. They're not afraid of LeBron. Kimba is. Kimba's terrified. Gordon Hayward is terrified. Ennis Cancer is terrified. Tice is terrified. Uh, Marcus, mm. Smart is, Marcus Smart isn't scared, but so what? Nobody cares. You know? Come on. Come on. I like that's this. Just what, that's just what it comes down to. This is the Kobe year, man. It has to be Lakers versus Celtics. You know? Um, and so it's it's just it's it's going to happen. Uh, it's, it's divine intervention. Um, we know. We know a title is coming to L.A., man. You know? We know a title is coming to L.A. LeBron is going to remind. LeBron is going to remind everybody um, that you know who he is, and uh, who who people thought Kawhi was. He's not. You know, uh, playoff P. You know, we know playoff P. The gravitational pull is already set in on him. Mm-hmm. You know, out of six games, you had one good game. Come on, fam. You know, so we know we know what's going to happen. Yeah. Y'all know what's going to happen, man. And I appreciate you not only just being a Lakers fan, a Lakers fan that got some damn prints. There's not a lot, not a lot of, of you out there like that. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. I, I deal with Lakers fans, Cowboys fans, all type of fans, man. Yankees fans, all those fans. They're so delusional. It's kind of hard to sit here and talk to one guy that's a fan of a, of a a uh, major sports team in a sports league that actually got some sense. Hey, Even towards the fact that you know when your team is playing bad, you will admit that and things of that nature. A lot of people don't do that. So this, this is like, as far as like NBA goes, you really one guy that I can't even really like talk to and just respect your decisions on how that team goes. Yeah, appreciate that. But um, Lakers, Bob Gray to play. We want to make sure that we get out in time so we can enjoy the game. So you can go ahead and witness game one. Bob, so I really appreciate you coming back on the show, man. This means a whole lot. I mean, only simply because of not only that I do know you personally, you're a great guy. You're one of my favorite artists out in the DSW area. I love the fact that you have to go on the hustle just by not only like inside studio performing. Also taking care of your daughter, your your grandfather, everything that you've been doing, man. So I salute you everything that you've been doing on your end. And I also wish you the best of luck down the future, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Anytime you need anything, you know, you know, hit me up. All right. This is Most Fun Talk, and you are out.